morning and welcome to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. Merry Christmas. Christmas. I got a couple announcements for us. First is this week, the office will be open 9 to noon, Monday through Thursday. And then Monday to Tuesday to... Oh, yeah, yeah. Monday is a holiday, Tuesday through Thursday. Uh, And then Sunday next week, we do have service at 10 a.m. on New Year's Day. And we'll be breaking bread together and worshiping our Lord Jesus the Christ. Um, Would you please stand with me? Our call to worship comes from Isaiah 60. And I'll just be reading the first verse. And then we're not going to have lyrics up on the screen, so it's back to the hymnals. So there's hymnals in front of you, but the first one's Joy to the World, so you'll probably know most of it. (laughs) But arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Let's worship the Lord in spirit and in, in truth, singing Joy to the World. children's message, but I think we're all going to be the children for today. And but I have I have a little item that I need passed out to everybody. So if maybe a couple people can make sure that everybody gets what's in my little bag here. You might kind of wonder about it when you see it. It's something a little different. You may not expect that on Christmas, but you will understand. I don't know, does Landon want to come up closer to the front, or does he want to stay where he is? Okay. Okay, I am going to tell you a story. And... It's a story about ants. So, and most stories begin with once upon a time. And so I will begin once upon a time. There was a scientist, 
And he was really, really interested in ants. He wanted to learn all about ants, what they did, what they ate, how they worked, how they lived, everything that he could learn about them. So he saw where there were some good ant hills, and the little ants were walking around. And so he thought, well, I'm going to get really close and watch them and see what they do. So he gets down there, and he starts trying to watch these ants. But they saw him, and they ran away. That was not what they wanted. And he thought, well, that didn't help. So he went, and he got some crumbs, and he kind of put some crumbs down for the ants. And, you know, they grabbed him and ran, but didn't show him very much. And he kept thinking, I I want to help these ants. I want to learn about them. I really like ants. And so, but what can I do? I need to get close to them. And, and then he thought, you know, the only way that I could really get close to these ants and learn about them and have them know that I am their friend. I don't want to hurt them. I want to help them. I want to enjoy their lives. The only way I could do that was if I became an ant. And that's our story of Christmas. God so wanted a relationship with us. He wanted us to know him to know how much he loves us and he cares for us. And the only way that he could make that clear was if he became a person just like us. And so he became a person, just like that scientist wanted to become an ant. And by doing that, we learned so much about God's love for us. And the other point is, Jesus, was, it was foretold. We, the king is coming, the Messiah is coming, and everybody pictured a king, a king coming on a big horse or a camel with all the jewels and all of the things but that's not how he came. If Jesus had come riding in on an elegant horse and everything, would the shepherds have gone up to him and welcomed him and greeted him and kneeled by his side? No, no. He needed to be one of us, an ordinary, common person a little baby just like any other little baby on the outside. But he needed to come and be like us. And so he did. And so that's why we celebrate today that God became human. God is human. God is divine. And we celebrate that today. So will you pray with me? Lord, how do we begin to thank you for this indescribable gift? Thank you for coming. Thank you for loving us so much that you wanted to be part of our lives, to live with us, to watch us, and to show us who you are. Thank you for all of that. We celebrate with Christmas, and we say joy to the world. Amen. All right. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. The prophet Isaiah wrote that. And like a great light in a land of deep darkness, the mercy of the Lord shines on us. Trusting in God's grace, let us confess our sin. And you can find the confession in your bulletin. 
God of the future, you are coming in power to bring all nations under your rule. We confess that we have not expected your kingdom, for we live casual lives, ignoring your promised judgment. We accept lies as truth, exploit neighbors, abuse the earth, and refuse your justice and peace. In your mercy, forgive us. Grant us wisdom to welcome your way and to seek things that will endure when Christ comes to judge the world. Amen. Hear the promise of the Lord. See, your salvation has come. You are a holy people redeemed by God, sought out and not forsaken. In the name of Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. And this seemed like a good time to just have a brief part of our brief statement of faith, just to state what we believe here on Christmas Day. So if you would look in your bulletin and we'll read this affirmation of our faith. In life and in death, we belong to God. Through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit, we trust in the one triune God, the Holy One of Israel, whom alone we worship and serve. We trust in Jesus Christ, fully human, fully God. Amen.
you're amazing. Wow. Wow, right? Merry Christmas again, yeah. Okay, we'll have to pause and take that in for a second. Um, let me pick this trash up, too. Um, well, it's not trash, actually. It's actually order of worship. There you go. My queen. Thank you very much. She, uh, Sharon, during the, the uh, children's message, just shared what it's all about, right? Paul puts it in the words, uh, God emptied himself into the form of a man. And he went even further than that. He died a death, a horrific death, a horrific death, a criminal's death, out of a proclamation that he absolutely adores us, right? He adores you and I. He loves us. It's God's after us, right? Christmas Eve, God clothed in flesh in the form of a baby. A couple years pass. He's a toddler. Um, all your nativity sets are wrong <laughs> because the wise men weren't there. The wise men show up a couple years later, and that's our text for this morning. Jesus is a toddler at this point. Mary and Joseph are doing their best. I wonder if he experienced the terrible twos or the terrible threes. I don't know. He's fully God. He's fully man. It's a mystery, right? Let me read the text for this morning. It's Matthew chapter 2. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For he observed the star at its rising, and have come to pay homage When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it was written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for whom you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found found him, bring me word so that I might also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out. And there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasured their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of the Lord. Join me in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit, speak clearly and loudly through me. May your words penetrate the hardest of hearts and change us forever. May my words drop to the floor and be forgotten. And all God's people said, all right. Jesus is a toddler. Um, and there's, there's a message right at the beginning of waiting. Mary and Joseph have been raising Jesus as his child, And they've been kind of just out there by themselves. Who in here noticed that everything was closed on your way, right? Didn't it remind you when you were a kid? I grew up in Millis, Massachusetts, small town outside of Boston. 
And when I was a kid, nothing was open every Sunday. Every Sunday was exactly like this. It was quiet. There wasn't the hustle and the bustle. There wasn't the noise. And I think the opening of the text this morning is inviting us into the discipline of the next time you want something, wait. Just intentionally wait. Don't, act, don't automatically get it. God has stuff to teach us in just that discipline, in those moments of stopping and being still and listening for his voice. Next, I'm, by, by the way, I should say this is one of my favorite texts of the Bible because I was preaching on this text and it wooed a, a, a certain young lady named Malia. And she was like, I never heard anybody preach like that. And that was the stepping stone. That's my wife, you know, Malia. Have you ever met her? And I think this is what got her. Uh, this next section right here. Because there's general revelation. Paul talks about in the opening of a letter, Romans. He says, there's absolutely nowhere you can hide from the truth that God is the creator of everything. And theologians call that general revelation. What do we mean by that? What do we mean by that? Um, a compass. He came up with it, the ontological argument. He says, what can you deduce from seeing this podium? That there is a podium maker, right? There's design. Jeff, you've kind of put this thing together like three or four times. It keeps falling apart. You know that these things are loose. <laughs> you know, there's design. There's intentionality. You look at the tree. What can you deduce? There has to be a tree maker, right? There has, it defies gravity. Something in there is soaking up water and bringing it all the way to the top and feeding it. There's an incredible design, and it's everywhere you look. Even Darwin, in his Origin of the Species, he writes his whole theory, but then he says, uh, by the way, <laughs> in his epilogue, he says, this is kind of impossible for humans, because if you notice the, the human eye, there's too, much, there's too much. We would have had billions of years of being blind, which we would have been taken out. Hold your hand up like this. Pull it away and look far away. We cannot make that. Human beings cannot make that. We can, we can focus on things rapidly. Less than a second, we can split go and look away. There's intentionality. What can you look, when you look at your brothers and sisters, what can you deduce? There is a human maker. These wise men... They're not Jewish. They're not even from around there. How do they get there? They're so brilliant. They're studying the stars, and the stars are proclaiming the rescuer of the planet, of all the human beings on the planet, has arrived. Then we're introduced to the opposition, right? Herod. What do we know about Herod? He's kind of a bad dude. If you look at any history books, he's a pretty bad dude. Um, but in this text, what do we learn? He's crafty. He's a liar. And what ultimately is the rub? What's he ultimately angry about? The real king is on the scene. What does that mean for him? He's not the king, right? That's the same with our opposition today. The deceiver. He claims to have reign over us humans in this world. 
now that Jesus the Christ is on the planet and on the scene, got the Holy Spirit, the deceiver is crafty. And he wants to keep himself king. Then we got the wise men. They go to the baby, or actually the toddler. What do they do? They worship. She just sang it really, really beautiful. Fall on your knees, right? That's the call of Christmas. That's the call of the king entering the planet. That's the call of, to us, each and every one of us, reordering our lives, reordering our days, reordering our priorities, putting what you think is at the top at the bottom and replacing whatever you think is on the top with the name Jesus the Christ. And they give gifts, not just cheesy gifts. Who in here re-gifts? <laughs> right? You get something and you're thinking, oh, that, I think my uncle would like that. <laughs> yeah, re-gift. This isn't that. These wise men, they, they drop their highest prized possessions at the feet of this toddler. And then we end with what? The wise men going home a different way. Out crafting, out shifting the shifty deceiver, right? And I think that's our last call. That's our last message from Matthew. We as followers of the the King Jesus need to mix it up. Need to become explorers, adventurers. Not doing things the expected way. When you're thinking about zigging, zag. Right? everybody follow that? Okay, good. I'll just repeat the applications. First, slow down. Practice the discipline of waiting. Do it intentionally. Note, the enemy is crafty. He wants to be king. He wants to be king of you. He wants to be king of this world. Bring your best to Jesus, not your leftovers. Bring your best to Jesus the Christ. And I'd love to invite you all once again. It's almost every Sunday I invite you. Join in on the adventure. Join in on the adventure of seeing where God brings us. And I can even start on your way home. Go home a different way. Today, see what it brings. See what you you start thinking. Um, Let me pray. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit, open our eyes that we might see where you're at work, that we might join you. And as we wait patiently, teach us to be people that are in waiting as we get in the habit of bringing you our best, we recognize it's really not that good. And you are worthy of so much more. In Jesus' name, amen. I think Jesus might be calling somebody in here. Let's open our hymnals to hymn number 180 and we'll sing What Child Is This together.
as we continue in worship, now's the time in the service where we present our tithes and our offerings to our King Jesus. Um, If you're listening on the podcast, please mail your gifts, tithes, and offerings to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, P.O. Box 2128, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And if you're here in the worship service, please leave your offerings, tithes, and gifts in the offering plates as you exit. Good morning and Merry Christmas to you all. It is a rare occasion that we have a Christmas morning celebration, Christmas Day, on Sunday. Well, this is one of the... I don't think I remember um, in my 18 years uh, being at PCC uh, this kind of an event to happen on Sunday. Now, here it is. Um, We know that Jesus came into this world, lived uh, 33 years, then he went back to heaven, and he had us look at him. So many times we talk about Jesus as a third person, even in the choral presentation, it was the same thing. We have a unique occasion today to just address Jesus like this, you. And I think it's fitting for us to do today a happy birthday, Jesus. Looking up to him, it's an occasion to address him directly. The way it goes is go like this. Going to be just one run. I'm going to say happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jesus. Happy birthday to you. Okay. Blessed be the God of Israel, for he has looked favorably on his people and has redeemed them. He has raised up a mighty Savior for us in the house of his servant David. As he spoke through the mouth of the holy prophets from of old, that we might serve him without fear. With that thought in mind, let us go to a time of prayer. Awesome God, we sing joy to the world, the Lord has come. And we remember that the source of all the joy today is your love and self-giving, which was made known in the child in Bethlehem. As your people called to love one another, Let us now pray for the needs of the church, the whole human family, and all the world. We celebrate Christmas Day and the birth of the Christ child, your son, Emmanuel, God with us. We celebrate and rejoice that with his birth, our world was changed forever. Teach us to be still and experience the joy. Let the song of the angels be our song. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let the months before us bring rest to a weary world 
and hope to millions who dwell in darkness. And use us who wait before you to accomplish your will. Show us how to love you with all our hearts and our neighbors as ourselves. Make us doers of the word and not hearers only. Let the baby that was born in Bethlehem reign in our hearts and be visible in all we do. We pray for our cities and communities this Christmas Day, that local issues such as homelessness and violence and jobless issues may be solved, that all may live enjoying the simple necessities of life, food, shelter, safety, warmth from the cold. We pray not just for a Christmas spirit for today, but for an enduring, lasting change of heart that brings help and hope all year long. In this season where we sing of being merry and bright, we pray for those in circumstances that are neither merry nor bright. We pray for all in financial difficulties, without jobs, without homes, without health, or without ones they have loved. Grant healing to all who are sick and peace to all who are troubled. Heal hearts that are broken. Gather those that have been scattered. We pray for all in our homes, friends and relatives near or far away. Bring peace into our homes, our lives, our world, and use us as instruments of that peace. All power and unseen God, this coming of your light into our world has brightened weary hearts with peace. As we celebrate this holy day, teach us in all we do to proclaim the birth of your Son, Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Well, we've celebrated with joy the coming of the Christ child and our concluding hymn really puts it musically on what we are to do now. So let's stand, open your hymnals to 205 and let's sing Go Tell It on the Mountain.
as all of you know, it is Christmas. It's another thing, too. It's also the last time we're going to gather this year as a, as a worshiping body. And first, I'd love to give a round of applause and a praise God for Sassoon Jajur. A round of applause, and don't keep it light for Cornell, please. A round of applause for my cohort and partner in crime, Sharon. And last but definitely not least, Philip, back in the sound booth. Thank you so much, Philip. And now receive the benediction. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds into this new year and forevermore. May it be so. Amen.